Hey everybody, welcome to the Lakers for Listeners Podcast. My name is Ahmed Adnan and today I'm going to be your host. So, I haven't made a podcast in about, I think, three or four months. And the reason why is because last time I made a, post, a po- podcast, we were about a month away from the playoffs. And um, basically, I was very busy. Playoffs come around, the Lakers didn't last very long in the, in the playoffs. And at that point, you know, there's there's really no... There's really no point in making a podcast when the playoffs have ended and nothing's going on um, for the Lakers. Because I, I tend to see things from a Lakers point of view and for the Lakers, nothing happened from <clears throat> that game six against the Suns until today. But today is the day that the Lakers made a blockbuster trade for nine-time NBA All-Star Russell Westbrook. And so I'm very, very excited to make this podcast. Um, like I said, I haven't made one in about three months, but I, 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 when I saw that trade, I, said I had to sit down and convey my thoughts to the world. So here I am today. I'm going to be talking about this trade, and I'm going to be um, giving out my opinion, what I think this trade means for the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's start off talking about... Um, Russell Westbrook's uh, fit with the Lakers because on social media and on every you know like every website out there I'm seeing people say that Russell Westbrook is a weird fit with the Lakers I'm seeing a lot of people saying that he wouldn't fit well he destroys their spacing um, he's not a great three-point shooter yada 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 and basically when I saw that um I thought it was absolutely ridiculous because by no means is Russell Westbrook a good three-point shooter. Um, By no means is he, you know, above average or anything. The Lakers definitely need players uh, who who are very good at shooting to surround Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But when you look at the situation that the Lakers are in right now, so for your starting point guard, you have Dennis Schroeder. You have um, KCP as your starting shooting guard. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then center will either be uh, Mark Gasol or Andrew Drummond. I wouldn't say that uh, Montrezl Harrell is a starting center because I don't think he even started any games. But <coughs> sorry, um, but then when you move on to the bench and you look at the rotation pieces, Kyle Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell, when it came to the playoffs, they were by no means the first names off of the bench. Um, Kuzma for performance reasons and uh, Harold for just size reasons. I mean, you got a guy who's six foot seven wanting to play center, and it's it's just not very smart to do. Um, and, and when I saw that, you know, the Lakers made that signing to sign Montrezl Harrell, the first thing I thought was he should play at power forward, and we should allow um, Anthony Davis to play at. Center, but in the end, what happened was the exact opposite. Um, Montrezl played at center. Anthony Davis, of course, with his injuries and everything, he he was still primarily a power forward during his time, um, where he was fit and actually playing. And so, those injuries also they took away the ability to you know rotate and really uh, experiment with the squad. But I'm going way too long, <laughs> way too long about this. You know, 2020, 21. Um, Lakers squad 
they struggle to have a uh, they struggle to have you know any real uh, I don't want to say chemistry but but I guess you know I guess it was an issue of chemistry because when you watch the playoffs you watch those games against the Suns not not games one two and three although game one wasn't that good game four five and six the Lakers heavily struggled when it came to chemistry especially when Anthony Davis went out because at that point when you look at the rotation you have about I think four or five guys who were who were here last year and you know the other guys they haven't really gelled with each other and then you also have Andre Drummond and Ben McLemore who've played like two games with LeBron James and so this whole squad is just you know they lack chemistry together um despite not really having any issues with, with the team's harmony. But anyways, when you look at that team, because I, I went way off topic there, I'm, I'm really sorry, but when you look at that team, you have Dennis Schroeder, who is your starting point guard. Now, when you bring in Russell Westbrook, who do you give up? You give up your starting uh, shooting guard, who is uh, Caldwell Pope, and then you give up two rotational pieces, Montrezl Harrell and Kyle Kuzma, who were basically unplayable in the playoffs. So it comes down to the fact, um, who who really won that trade? The Wizards, they're going to say, well, we gave up Westbrook, who was on, you know, like $40 million a year, who was not really winning us anything. And in return, we got two players like Montrezl Harrell and uh, KCP, who could be valuable trade assets, as well as um, Kyle Kuzma, who could be a future star for the franchise. Um and so, for the Lakers, when I'm thinking about this, I'm saying, okay, bringing in Westbrook, in my mind, I think that that means the the time of Dennis Schroeder for the Los Angeles Lakers has come to an end. Because I know that he, he played as a backup for Westbrook on the, um, on the Thunder uh, about three or four years ago, but I still don't think it's going to work out on the Lakers. And that's because... Russell Westbrook is a ball dominant player, and the same goes for LeBron James. And so now you have Dennis Schroeder, who's you know, he's gonna want the ball as well, and he's gonna be the third option in terms of ball handlers. Um, so I think Dennis Schroeder is gonna go out. I know he's he's currently a free agent, but I think he's gonna go out on a sign and trade, and possibly, possibly, which this would be great in my opinion, for Buddy Hield of the Sacramento Kings because. You know, I, I'm not blind. I think the Lakers do need some shooting. Definitely do need some shooting. And Buddy Heald brings that in abundance. He is one of the best shooters in the entire league. And when I say that, I don't say that lightly. I don't mean he's one of the 30 best shooters or the, the 20 best shooters. I legitimately believe that Buddy Heald is one of the 10 best shooters in the entire league. He scored, I think, the third most three-pointers in the entire league this year. Um very high three-point percentage and even if it wasn't that high the fact that he scored that many threes you know on that volume just proves he's a very very good three-point shooter um and what he brings is something that kcp in particular lacks who you know he whose place he would take and that's you know a sheer volume um of shots because i get that kcp is not you know the, the number one ball dominant player i get that he's not the number one option and stuff like that but KCP takes about one or two threes a game, I think. He, he had a very, very low amount of um, attempts. And that's disappointing to see when you've got, you know, LeBron James driving into the paint, Anthony Davis driving into the paint, and all of those guys. And then add to, to that the fact that, you know, for about, I think, 
what was it, two months, LeBron James and Anthony Davis were both out, um, which means KCP had, you know, a bit more of that um, responsibility to shoulder, and so for him to go out with the stats that he had, yes, I know that it was 40%, it still disappoints me, but will losing KCP maybe be, uh, I don't want to say significant, but will it be, you know, a bad thing for the Lakers? I think it definitely is because you lose a player who is reliable, you know, even if he doesn't take 100 shots per game, at least he makes the two that he, he takes. Um, and so from a from a fit point for Russell Westbrook, what happens is he replaces Dennis Schroeder directly in that lineup. And um, when you compare Russell Westbrook to Dennis Schroeder, like I said, Dennis Schroeder used to play as a backup for Russell Westbrook. But... If you, if you want to comp- break down their game and compare them, when it comes to shooting, I'd say that they're at a similar level. Um, Dennis Schroeder had or averaged 31% from the three this season, and uh, the same was done by Russell Westbrook. <clears throat> um, when it comes to rebounds, obviously Russell Westbrook is miles ahead. Russell Westbrook is arguably probably the greatest rebounder, um, rebounding guard of all time. And when it comes to playmaking and you know cre- creating chances, creating open shots, and you know, just assists in general, Russell Westbrook led the league in assists this year, and he ended it with I think twelve assists per game. And Dennis Schroeder is never gonna hit seven or eight assists, let alone twelve. So he's definitely an upgrade in that department. And then when it comes to to scoring, he's obviously also. Um, a big improvement because although he only averaged 22 in the regular season and um, what was it 19 in the playoffs Russ you know Russell Westbrook is just a better scorer than than Dennis Schroeder this is very widely known and I mean all you have to do is go back to last year with the Rockets where, where Russell Westbrook averaged I think 27 points per game and Dennis Schroeder is never touching 27 points Dennis Schroeder might never touch 20 points a game, let alone 27 points per game. And this is not me coming out to try and discredit Dennis Schroeder or Dennis Schroeder's ability as a player. It's just a testament to the greatness of Russell Westbrook. And, you know, it's almost disrespectful to compare Dennis Schroeder to, to Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is a former MVP. And he didn't win his MVP, you know, 10 years ago like De- Derrick Rose. He won it four years ago. And although he's not the, the same player that he was back then, he hasn't dropped off, you know, off of a hill, of a mountain or off a hill or anything. He, he's barely dropped off, right? I mean, in his MVP season, he averaged 31, 10, and 10. Next season, he averages, I think, 23, 10, and 10 when Paul George arrives or the season after. And he's at a relatively similar level. And then this season, he averaged 22, 11, and 11. So I know I said a lot of numbers right there, but basically the moral of the story is Russell Westbrook statistically has you know he's not gone significantly downhill and add to that the fact that um he had a month this season where he he got the most amount of triple doubles that any you know player has ever gotten in a single month it was this season it was not in his 2016-17 season this is a supposedly historic first ever uh, season where anybody's averaged a triple double, where he averaged thirty-one, ten, and ten. No, it was this season, and so I'm not. I'm not gonna say that Russell Westbrook is, you know, currently um, as good as he he can be. But 
you know, he, he's definitely still a player who I feel is capable of making an all-star team. He's a great player. He's, he's you know, he's, he's, he's obviously has that dog in him. He's going to try. He's going to play hard. And the things he brings to the Lakers are, are just quite simply remarkable in my opinion. Um, when you look at it as well from you know a different point of view, something else that Russell Westbrook will help you with is the regular season. Now, some of you may be saying, "Okay, we know he helps in the regular season, but what about the playoffs? You know, championships are won the playoffs, not the regular season." Blah 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 blah. I disagree, and here's why. The NBA. Despite how outdated this is, the NBA still has 82 games per season. They didn't have 82 games this season or the season before that, but this upcoming 2021-2022 season, they're expected, or I think they've even announced it, that they're going to have 81 games for, uh, 82 games for every single team, which is just insane because it's simply um, unreasonable to expect players to play 82 games in a period of what six months because if you do the math you know six months six months divided by 30 you get <clears throat> you get 180 which means players are expected to play 82 games across roughly 180 days that's a game every two days roughly it is simply unreasonable the league needs it for for you know the finance and the money and blah 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 but and the commercial value but it is very very um draining on a player and if you want the proof you just you just have to look at the playoffs in the past few years because this year the amount of injuries was simply off the charts and that's because of the shortened off season that was you know given to these nba players um because you know, if you've been watching the NBA for many years, you'll know that the that the off season is usually four months long, so the players can properly heal from June to October. This season, they went off in October and they they were forced to come back in December. And so, for example, players of the Lakers, players of the Heat, the Nuggets, the Celtics, they hadn't recovered from last season. I mean, you look at the Celtics, the Celtics were at a remarkable level last year. I think they were the, the third seed, um, and they even made the conference finals. This year, they made the playoffs, and you know they went out in the first round by a sweep. Was it a sweep? I think it was either a sweep or it was a gentleman sweep. But anyways, the Celtics are better than that. The reason why that happened to them is because they, they had so many injuries. And, and not just that, the fact that the fact of the matter is they had injuries across the entire season, not just the playoffs, but, but the regular season as well. And that caused their, their seeding to drop and them having to face the Nets in the first round. <clears throat> and the same can be said for many teams across the playoffs. Um, the Suns had problems with, uh, what's his name? The, both Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Uh, let's see, the Bucks had problems with Giannis, even though they won the whole thing, they had problems with Giannis. The Hawks had problems with Trey Young. Um, I think the Jazz had problems with Donovan Mitchell. 
the Lakers obviously had problems with um, both Anthony Davis and LeBron James during the regular season. Um, did the Grizzlies have problems with Jamal? I think they did, but I can't even remember. Um, so basically, if you look at each and every team, almost every single team had injury problems with their star players at some point, and especially the Nets. The Nets had problems with you know Harden and Kyrie, who were supposed to help Kevin Durant win a title, and they made Kevin Durant go off for like a, I think it was forty nine, fifteen, and ten um, against the Bucks because they were injured and he had to carry the load on his own. So every single team out there, even the ones who were fresh, even the ones who didn't go deep in the playoffs or didn't even play last year, like Kyrie, um, Kevin Durant, James Harden, even those players were struggling with the with the shortened offseason. And not just that, I mean, when you look at it, they, they were forced to play 72 games um, in the space of roughly, I think, four four or five months. And I think that that's even more congested than the than the 82 games and 180 days that I previously mentioned. So it, it, it's it's very hard for these NBA players because, as athletic and as you know as hardworking as these players may be, they're, they're only human. So it, you know I, I don't want to be the one to you know I don't want to be that guy, but I guess it's somewhat the NBA's fault that these teams aren't producing in the playoffs because. Uh, everything that I just said was only this season. You look at last season, the 2020 season as well. J- Jamal Murray had injury problems. Um, Anthony Davis had injury problems. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I think he had injury problems. Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo. Um, the Celtics, I don't think the Celtics had any injuries. But y- you see what I'm saying. Almost every single team. And, and, and me saying that last year, last year, oh, and Westbrook as well. Last year, the, 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 the NBA players actually had um, more time off because, you know, the whole pandemic and everything. They, they went from, I think, February to roughly August where they didn't have to play any basketball. Oh, no, actually, it was March, but March to roughly August. That was about four or five months where they didn't have to play any basketball. And that in itself is, um, <clears throat> you know, an off-season. And they had that right before the playoffs. And then the playoffs, despite still having its injuries, was still, you know, more injury-free than anything we've seen in the past five years. Because you look at the year before that, 2019, what happened in the finals? Uh, The Raptors had injuries with Kawhi, Kyle Lowry. um, Was there anyone else? I think there was. I can't remember. But anyways, the Warriors, they had problems with Clay, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins. It, it's just ridiculous the amount of injuries that every team ha- has had in the finals. Year before that, LeBron fractures his hand, although to be fair, that was just him uh, punching a whiteboard. And, um, this, the, the finals ended in four. And, and the year before that, um, again, ended in five. There, there weren't much injuries or anything. But anyways, the moral of the story is, in the past few years, NBA players, they're playing more and more and simply running out of gas they're simply you know they're getting injured over and over and over again and people think oh this is this is part of the culture this is part of you know the whole, the whole nba thing right like yeah you have to play 82 games in the regular season and then the playoffs and it's it's ridiculous it's, it's it's just blasphemous how can you expect human beings to play that many games in that amount of time it's simply undoable 
unreasonable and it's a risk to everybody's safety um to compare uh to one of the nba's you know direct competitors the nfl how many games did the nfl play per year they play about i think 25 30 games per year and that's if you win the championship because you play 16 in the regular season and then you know with the playoffs it, it's not by any means comparable to the nba season add to that to that the fact that they have a much longer off season and you know nfl players don't seem to get as many injuries as nba players it's just ridiculous the amount of injuries that these players have to achieve and i get i'm going in about this whole topic very much but because it's seriously frustrating and i've been holding this in for a couple of months now and it's very frustrating anyways back to russell westbrook <laughs> um jesus i lost myself right there russell westbrook he like i said he's an all-star he's a great player and he adds a lot to the lakers and oh i remember where i was actually so basically because of all of those injuries because of everything i said about those injuries it's very difficult to go through the regular season and you know keep your main stars healthy i mean even the 2019-20 season where you know the lakers had a long off season because they, they couldn't even make the playoffs um they, they still suffered with injuries from time to time i remember middle middle of the winter i think Anthony Davis had uh, a problem with his, you know, his uh, tailbone or something. I recall LeBron missing a couple of games as well. Um, And they even had to take breaks right before the playoffs, you know, so that they could recover and be prepared for it. I remember the last game for the playoffs was, I think, against the Kings. And I think both LeBron and Anthony Davis missed that game. And so... Basically, the moral of the story is you, it's very nice to have a player who can take off the burden. And when LeBron and Anthony Davis went out, you know, the Lakers were, I think, the second second seed. or, or Yeah, they were the second seed. They were uh, about to overtake the Jazz. And then when that whole injury, you know, all of those injury problems happened, the Lakers go all the way down to the seventh seed. Um, and that's because they were being led by Dennis Schroeder and, you know, who else was there? I think Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, and, you know, Kuzma. And no offense to those guys, but I think if you put Russell Westbrook in that situation and, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis are out, I think he'd do a much better job. And if you if you say, oh, but Russell Westbrook couldn't make, you know, the seventh seed on his own on a team, I'm not saying that because what I'm saying is if you're the second seed, I think Russell Westbrook can keep you from going below the sixth seed. I just think he's, he's that good at on on his own and you know as a player and what i think also we need to realize about russell westbrook is he's never going to start the season off fast he he's not that kind of player um there's this meme going around about russell westbrook where you know pre-february he's usually um disappointing and you know even his own fans hate him and then after february he turns into a beast and so that's what i'm expecting of russell westbrook this season i think he's gonna he's gonna have a slow start and then you know few months before the playoffs he's going to heat up and he's going to get even better <clears throat> and he's going to maybe average good stats but you know it worries me to think about his stats not because I'm a stats guy and you know I, I never once average 25 7 and 7 or whatever but Russell Westbrook in particular you know his clash and LeBron's might not you know mix so well um because of the aforementioned reasons that I mentioned you know bo- both of them are ball dominant players and so it's, it could be hard to 
to uh, navigate with one another, especially when Russell Westbrook can sometimes be limited, limited from you know outside the perimeter. So it'll be very interesting to see how they they fit in together. Um, I I have read a report that you know this is what LeBron wanted to do. He wanted to bring Russell Westbrook, and you know Russell Westbrook went over to I think LeBron's house, and him and AD and Russ had a conversation about teaming up and everything and you know just you know putting the whole being a Lakers fan aside for a second as a neutral if you watch this finals you know the expected finals because we expected it to happen this year but it didn't happen unfortunately but the expected finals for next year you know hoping nobody gets injured and you know everybody stays healthy the most likely finals that we will see based on these these squads and these squads qualities <clears throat> is the Nets against the Lakers once more obviously and that finals would be just explosive because you have you know the whole LeBron versus Kyrie storyline you know they used to be teammates and then they they started hating each other so so you have that whole storyline you have the whole you know uh, KD against um, Russ Russell Westbrook storyline and then you also have that thread line of, oh, Russell Westbrook, you know, he used to team up with KD, he used to team up with James Harden. Now both of them joined up, and now they're going to face him. And then you also have that storyline of um, of Anthony Davis and James Harden. You know, the, I don't think they have a, any kind of rivalry or that anybody talks about. But the reason why I say this is a rivalry is because I think with this match, we'd be able to determine who the better player is once and for all because... Right now, if you look at any, you know, top 10 players in the NBA or whatever, Anthony Davis and James Harden are usually right after, you know, one another. And, you know, sometimes it's Anthony Davis who's on top and sometimes it's James Harden. I think James Harden mostly gets the nod because he's won an MVP before. But, you know, sometimes people put Anthony Davis ahead because now he's won a ring. So it would also be a nice, you know... um, Matchup to what? Not technically a matchup because obviously one's you know a seven foot power forward and the other guy is a shooting guard. But what I mean is, or actually point guard now, or, uh, James Harden since Kyrie Irving's moved to the shooting guard. But you know, it, it would be useful to 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 you know to actually determine who the best who the better player is, and then also you have one, another storyline which is. LeBron against Kevin Durant, who are like you know the arch rivals, you know the two greatest players of our generation. Um, and then there's also another one between uh, Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook, which in my opinion determines um, the best, the second best point guard of our generation after Steph Curry, because now Kyrie Irving obviously he also has the ring like Anthony Davis, while Russell Westbrook has the MVP like James Harden, so it's going to be very interesting to see who, who would win that battle, because they will be facing off, you know, against each other if they do meet in the finals, and um, that's because <clears throat> they are the two, they're two, you know, I know I said that James Harden is going to be the point guard, but it's still going to be Russell Westbrook against Kyrie, you know, when you adjust the matchups and everything. <sighs> but that's just one potential matchup in the final, you know, maybe the Nets collapse maybe they get injuries you, you never know what could happen like this season and maybe they face the reigning champions the bucks and if they face the bucks it would be a very good matchup but 
think the Lakers would be able to overwhelm them just to, by sheer talent because, <clears throat> you know, Anthony Davis can match up with Giannis. Maybe Giannis has proven himself a better player right now, but Anthony Davis can still, you know, relatively match up with him. LeBron James can just destroy Chris Middleton, and then I think Russell Westbrook is probably a better player than Drew Holiday as well. So, you know, on sheer talent, I think the Lakers would win that. And, you know, everything I'm talking about, it's all on paper because obviously we haven't seen Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James actually play together in a competitive game except for that one playoff game. Uh, I mean, that one All-Star game a few years ago. Um, But it's an All-Star game. You can never really judge them by these All-Star games. They also play together on the Olympic team. Um, I guess I'd have to watch a bit of film on that. I don't. I don't know if they were playing together on the same rotation. I. I honestly can't remember. But what I do know is they are three very, very talented players. And as a Lakers fan, I must say that I feel blessed to be able to see all three of them on the same team. Um, I'm very happy. I'm very, you know, excited, and I can't wait to see what they produce. Do I think that this makes us, you know, favorites? Well, if you asked me if we were favorites last season, you know, when when the when the NBA season was going on, I would have said yes. And so to add an all star to that team at the cost of two players who didn't play in the playoffs and, you know, your starting shooting guard. I'd say we're even more favorites right now, just by sheer talent. When it comes to fit, I think the Lakers can make some moves. I think they should bring in some shooters. I know we've been linked to Carmelo Anthony. I know we've been linked to um, Buddy Heald. Obviously, some of the bigger names that we've been linked to, although might seem impossible right now, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry. Um, who else was in there? I think we had linked to oh Spencer Dinwiddie as well and so there are a lot of interesting options that the Lakers could have gone with but they've gone with Russell Westbrook um to be honest when I look at all of the options I think Russell Westbrook isn't the worst we could have come up with um fit wise it may not be the best talent wise it is most definitely the best I don't think that there's another player who we could have gotten, who was, who you know, more talented than Russell Westbrook. Maybe Chris Paul, you could make that argument. I, I, I personally disagree. I think Russell Westbrook's the better player. <clears throat> but, um, you know, statistically, you're never going to find another guy who's going to average 22, 11, and 11. And, you know, some someone's going to say, oh, yeah, but, you know, he did that on the same team as, you know, he, he did that on the Wizards, which is, which is not a very good team. And my response to that is he was playing with the league's leading scorer, and Bradley Beal, I think he ended up as the, as the league scorer. Curry might have overtaken him, but regardless, the guy was averaging 31 points. And so when you average that that many points, you know, you're, you're going to expect the second guy on the team to not average too many points. And he still managed to average 22, 11, and 11. So <clears throat> I'd be very disappointed if people start to say that Russell Westbrook's not a good player. Um, the funny thing is actually, I, you know, I was talking to my friend one time about this. Uh, because he's a Boston Celtics fan, and Russell Westbrook was linked to them at some point, I think around March or April. And I was talking to him about this, and he was like, I'm not happy about this. I don't think Russell Westbrook is a team player. And this is me putting my bias aside since I was talking about, you know, another team. 
I said that I think Russell Westbrook would be insane as a third option. I, I kept, you know, praising him and saying Russell Westbrook is this, Russell Westbrook is that. He's an incredible player. And so to see him come to the Lakers, I'm obviously very happy. Um, my reaction to seeing the rumors, you know, uh, when they were first starting to come out before the draft, were, you know, very loud to say the least. Um, I was very happy, very excited, and I still am. Um, I don't think this this podcast is going to be too long. I think that I'm going to end it right there. Um, you know, I, I'm just I'm just really excited about Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers. I thought I'd I, I'd put up my microphone and record my thoughts on this because I haven't made a podcast in a long time, and um, I know the millions of people listening are dying to hear my opinion on this. So. I thought I'd give the people what they want. <laughs> um, but anyways, hope you enjoyed. Um, if you do, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, whatever platform you're on. Listening to this. Lakers for Listeners podcast. We out.